You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hi, you're listening to the Hello Francis podcast. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke. Um, we are continuing our series on anagrams in the workplace. And, you know, I don't know that I've done this before. Before I introduce who our guest is, who you guys know and everybody loves, and she's behind the scenes of a lot of our work. I just want to say that, you know, we are a full service marketing agency. The Enneagram is interesting to us from the perspective of project team development and the way that our team works. We have, a, um, a I think, a very strong culture of um, team building and building the, the right project teams for the right clients. And so all of us are just very interested in the Enneagram from the perspective of like building strong teams. And so this continues that we certainly um, are not known as Enneagram researchers. This is just the practical application for um, how we use the Enneagram as a tool. And today we're talking about the type seven, the Enneagram type seven. And I've got Kelsey with me and you guys know Kelsey. She's our marketing manager here at Francis Roy and was the second person employed at Francis Roy, almost the first person employed at Francis Roy. So thanks for being with us, Kelsey. All the way from Japan, konnichiwa. Yes, konnichiwa. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So Kelsey, Kelsey, what what year did you start with Francis Roy? Was it 2016? Oh, I think so. I think so too. Yeah. No, maybe it was too early 2017. Early, yeah. Way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and very easily... Well, Kelsey and I hit it off, and then it was like uh, she was always the kind of person that got away. Like um, we weren't really at a place in the agency where we we had like full time employees, and then she had a great job, and you know it just it was just very difficult until it kind of worked out. And then when her and her husband PCS to Japan, Kelsey approached me and was like, "Hey, can I can I work with Francis Roy and live in Japan?" And we were I was like, "Heck yeah, <laughs> yes." <laughs> And that has been great. And so Kelsey has start, started the first international office of Francis Roy, which we appreciate. <laughs> but I think where you live right now, Kelsey, and your type, I'm so excited to get into mm-hmm. your type, uh, to switch into the type sevens with you, because um, if you are you know, using the Enneagram and the workplace booklet that our agency designed as a tool for walking through this, you and you're, you're at the type seven, what you'll know is in bold. And I think, you know, um, Kelsey kind of epitomizes this is type sevens are the adventurer, right? Right. <laughs> also known as the enthusiast, also known as the optimist. You focus on your talents, but really, really focus on worthwhile goals and very joyous and um, optimistic individuals. So do you, when you took the test, Kelsey, do you feel like this was spot on for you? Spot on. Yes, 100 percent. A hundred percent. And I'll just read a little bit from the book here, but type sevens are extroverted, optimistic, versatile, and spontaneous. Um, Jonathan Jernigan, uh, who's been on our podcast a couple of times, he's also a type seven, but I think you guys have different wings. Yeah, I'm a wing Um, 
you're a wing eight and he's a wing six. And we'll just talk briefly about the wing six known as the pathfinder, but really identify as a type seven, but have, you know, type six tendency. So enthusiastic, responsible, adventurous, liking to pursue new experiences. And then if you look at type, oh, I'm sorry, you're seven wing eight or seven wing six. I'm wing eight. Wing eight. That's right. Mm -hmm enthusiastic and determined, but also those protective tendencies right. as well that show up for a type eight. And you're very work oriented. Mm -hmm. And we certainly see that here at Francis Roy. And I think that that kind of like mental toughness really uh, shines with you as well. Like I've seen you just be completely fearless and like, I just kind of want to do this. Can I do this, please? Just let me do this. Yeah. You're just going to ask for it. <laughs> That's the eight in me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I like and really works well. And you and I have collaborated quite a few times on and you've come and been like, hey, can we do this a different way? I just think it'll work out better this way. Um, and that fearlessness is really shining through. But OK, so you feel like you identify with the seven. Um, let's talk about just basic desires for a seven. Like what what really in a workplace environment, what are sevens looking for? Sevens are looking for one meaningful work. We don't like busy work. We don't like stuff that doesn't lead to an overarching, lead to reaching an overarching goal. We like working on new and exciting things. So if there's ever like a new project that comes up, we're always down, even if we don't really know how to do it. We like new, we like, we don't like mundane. We don't like routine which is also why it's great that I work remotely. I know we've talked about this a million times. Mm -hmm. We don't like routine. We like setting our own routines and kind of working on new and exciting projects um, rather than the same old all the time. That makes sense too. And I think that just constant desire to be stimulated with some sort mm -hmm. of like new experience. And then goal orientation also like I remember when you and I did a podcast episode last year we talked about how much and it was really a discussion about remote work mm -hmm. but we talked about how much you like to batch your um mm -hmm. your tasks and I think yeah. that ties into this as well do you feel like that's because you're like okay I need to batch these things so I can get them done because I, there are things that I really want to do so I need to manage my time is that yeah hmm. I think I so. That. Yeah. And it's like um, more managing my energy. Like I know what I need, um, the tasks I really need, like brain power and focus on and the ones that are more routine and I know and I'm already in a groove with that. So I, I batch my tasks more of um, when I have the most energy. So I get the hard stuff done in the morning because I'm more of a morning person. And then throughout the day, I'll work on the stuff that I know just has to get done. I think that makes sense. And okay, so we have been following like tons of Instagram accounts, um, just kind of there's so many memes that are specific to different types and just information mm -hmm. something uh, as I was doing a little bit of research on the type seven, I came across these like contradictions for all of the types. And so I want to ask you, does this sound like you? So um, I have a hard time making myself do things I don't want to do. But if something sparks my interest, I'm incredibly self-motivated and almost relentlessly productive. Yes, very accurate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I think is very fitting mm -hmm. for a type seven to be in a marketing environment, because if you're in the right seat in the right place really is like a gear for innovation. The yeah. type seven will be. Mm -hmm. For sure. Oh, my gosh. So. I, what is your favorite 
Enneagram account to follow on Instagram? Oh, I think it's called Enneagrams and Coffee. Let me double check. Oh, okay. No, I've, I think I follow that one too. I like that one, but that's not the one I was thinking of. Mm. I like Enneagram Ashton, and then there's one just called the Enneagram 7 that I follow too, and very relatable. <laughs> okay, I, so I like 7 Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's really cool. They also, they identify the 7 as not just the enthusiast and the adventurer, but the epicure. Ooh. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, ooh, I like that a lot. It breaks it down into gallery walls and poles and subtypes. It's a really cool mm-hmm. one to check out. If you're a type seven and you're listening and uh, you're looking for a really good one, I thought that's, this was a good one. But then we'll also uh, make sure that you have some information for some other um, yeah. Enneagram accounts that we follow that are specific. Because it seems like, especially Instagrams but in general, but in TikTok as well, there's like a flood of content for the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. So, and we said this before, like no one is so specific to their type, right? It's like you're more than your Enneagram. So keep that in mind as well while you're uh, listening, but okay. Let's talk about fears for the mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know as a seven wing eight, you're like fears. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that word, but it's okay. So missing out or being um, deprived of excitement. You talked about that a little bit, the mundaneness. Yes. Um, And I've really discovered that with COVID. Like I, mm. when I first, um, I think I did this, I took the Enneagram test, like maybe towards the beginning of COVID. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe. And like with that, with missing out. And then since we can't do anything, I have been itching and it's been, you know, I've really realized that about me in the past few months. You know, I think that's so smart. What you're saying, Kelsey, is that utilizing the Enneagram as a tool for self-awareness and then self-accountability, which we've been doing, and then also learning how to like work with other people. Because sometimes you're just like, why is this person acting this way? Yes. You know, or why am I feeling this? You can really Mm -hmm. use it as, you know, a little bit, not as like, I don't know this is the right way or this is the wrong way, yeah. but more like a guidepost. Yeah. I feel um, like when I learn someone else's Enneagram number, it just helps me understand and maybe empathize with them a little better than, than before. It's like, okay, I can see why they are the way they are or something like that. You know, it just helps you mm-hmm. give more context to their personality. Let me tell you what, since the last episode recording um, that I did with Hillary, I got down this rabbit hole because you can go down these crazy rabbit holes with the Enneagram where it was like, uh, type eights as children. Ooh. And it's like the type of childhood you have to have in order to be a specific type. And I was like, Mm-mm, don't do that. I don't recommend that anybody does that. Yeah, too much. It, it was too much. I was like, too far. okay, so this is the line. <laughs> <laughs> this is what too much information looks like. So key motivations in the workplace, um, new ideas and experiences. This has been my experience with you. Anytime yeah. I'm like, thinking, oh, man, we need something. Let's ask Kelsey. Kelsey will come back like an hour later with an email full of things. Uh, Creative or trendy aesthetics, multiple choices or options, motivated by meeting and getting to know people. And then also like going out and doing things, which as to your point for COVID, parties, concerts, large gallery gatherings. And girl, Um, you live in Japan. Like, no. I know. I know. But yes, I relate with each one of those key motivations on some level for sure. 
well, you're still getting out. Like Kelsey has a really cool Instagram account herself because she's traveling all over Japan and trying to make her life work out there. But beautiful, beautiful scenery um, and certainly has an eye for it. So motivated by these things, let's talk about strengths, thinking quickly and creatively. I mean, these the strengths Mm -hmm. for a seven make a seven an ideal addition to a creative workplace, I think. Um, You're agile. You you know, sevens can change plans very quickly and are okay with that. Yeah, I like it. I don't want to do the same thing all the time. I like I like change. I like I feel like it's a challenge sometimes too when it's like, okay, no, scratch that, start over. That that kind of motivates me in a way that's like, okay, you know, I, I thrive off of that rather than being scared by change. So agility and adaptability are kind of the big ones and yeah. just embracing spont- spontaneity as well, mm-hmm. where uh, ones, I believe ones, their growth is a seven. Mm-hmm. And so it's that embracing uh, spontaneity. Where, what is your growth number? Mm, I don't know. You know, when you said that my stress is a one. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. And just for those listening, that does not mean that what type ones stress out Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> it just means that when a type seven is feeling stress, that um, they will act a little bit more mm-hmm. like a type one. So uh, type sevens experience stress, but they have like rigid schedules um, negativity from people around them can cause a lot of stress for type seven. What other things cause you stress specifically, Kelsey? Just like too rigid of rules for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I don't mind following the rules if there's like a reason for it, but if it's like, you have to do this at this certain time when there's no like reason behind it, it's, I just don't get that. That's not where I thrive. Like I thrive with a little more freedom and, and being able to choose like when I work, how I get it done, that sort of thing. Um, which, like I said, I get it if there's a reason for it and that's communicated, but when it just makes no sense to me, that's like that being put in a box. is really like not how I thrive. And I totally see that. And I think that when you have a type seven on your team that, you know, you can trust, it's like, ripping down those boundaries and allowing more freedom mm-hmm. does result in a higher productivity. We've yeah. certainly seen that working mm-hmm. together where it's like, okay, this is what needs to be done. It doesn't really matter to me that you're 15 hours ahead. Right. It does. I mean, it may, it, if anything, you've been more productive since you've been in Japan, mm-hmm. which is so interesting. I feel that too. Well, and I think it's because like when I'm working, I'm, I'm just working. I'm not checking emails because no one's awake. You know, I'm not sitting in all these meetings that a lot of the other team members are doing just because I'm not on that same time zone. So mm-hmm. like my work is strictly getting stuff done, you know? Well, yeah. And you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'll wake up and you're like, yeah, I got the entire month done. Could you just go ahead and go check that out, please? I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. So uh, very productive. Okay, so when we talk about type sevens in the workplace, I love our booklet because it really breaks it down. Um, and it really can become a great tool for coworkers, for you yourself, but also your leadership. Um, resolving conflict with the seven. So you and I have not experienced a lot of conflict, but I feel like there is an opportunity for everyone to kind of learn like, okay, if there is some sort of conflict with the type seven, like what's the best way to approach conflict? Um, how do you feel about that? 
Yeah, I feel, and I was thinking about this, and I feel like this is more of my eight coming out. Just comes like direct. I like yeah. direct communication and more of um, a dialogue about it rather than uh, once again telling me what to do, like rules for no reason kind of thing. Like let's chat about it and see if we can come up with like a solution on how to move forward. But just more of like a conversation. Like I don't like. Um, once again, I think this is my eight. I don't like beating around the bush kind of thing. Just come to me. Okay. Let's get it knocked out. Move forward kind of thing, which that's also a very sudden thing. They don't like negativity. So they just want to get it done with and move forward. Well, and this dips into providing constructive feedback as well. But that, you know, being honest, but also being supportive and encouraging. Yeah. Like You can do both of those things in a very I diplomatic know. way that, you know, um, makes room for the sevens on your team to feel like they're being heard, that there's more than one solution available for any mm-hmm. given problem, which is very important. And that I'm here and we're here to support each other. Like, how are we going to make this work? So, you know, it's so interesting because I love this series because I get to interview one person from each type, um, which after you, I'm interviewing my brother who's also a type eight. So just like pray for me out there, y'all. I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> Uh, I think it's going to be okay. But what is really interesting is that every, pretty much every type that I've interviewed so far at a fundamental level, people just want honesty. Mm-hmm. They want direct communication. The delivery is a little bit different. Yeah. But they just want kindness and to be given the space to be who you they are. Right. I don't know. No, that makes complete sense. Why can't we do that as a human, like a human race? Like what's wrong with us? I know. Okay. So communicating with the seven, this is so interesting because I am horrible about communicating with Kelsey because she's uh, 15 hours ahead. And so now we have a set time mm-hmm. and we try to say to that, although this week we had to, to move our meeting a little bit um, and we're doing it two days off, but for us to sit down and have some dedicated time to be communicating in a way that we're both feeling like is positive and has mm-hmm. like an end result, you know? Yeah. Just as long as I like when meeting just not kind of getting to the point too much either, just like keeping it mm-hmm. fun, keeping it, you know, more personal rather than so business, which I feel like Francis Roy is very more personal in general, like as a brand, but I just feel like I relate with that very much. Just being more of, like you said, more of who you are rather than just like get to the point kind of thing. Yeah. Cause people are humans. There's more to them than their work. And nines are like that too. You know, the feeling mm-hmm. that personal involvement, right. um, you know, see me, I'm a person. I'm not just someone who works here, you know, right. and right now, Kelsey is, you're completing your master's, your graduate, you're mm-hmm. in the middle of your graduate program. And, mm-hmm. you know, you and I take a little bit of time so I can check in and be like, how are you doing? Are you alive? You know, <laughs> you, you sharing that with me also, you know, helps me understand you more. Right. For sure. Which, how in the absolute hell could I even be the right person for you in terms of leadership if I don't know you, exactly. you know, I wonder if, because there's that line between, okay, is too personal as it were. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and here in our agency, we kind of cross over that a little bit because of the mm-hmm. whole like family first aspect and, right. and all of that. But I know that not all workplaces have that. 
Yeah. And I feel like you do a good job of just opening the door. And then if someone wants to go in and, and talk more about personal or family or whatever they have, then they know that that's a safe place to do so. But you don't push it. You know, you're just like, you yeah. can, but I'm here if that's what we want to do. And if you don't, that's fine too. You know, so I think that's kind of how you find that balance in there. Well, and I've had good mentorship in that area as well. My mentors yeah. have been like, you know, ask questions like, is there something that you want to share with me? You know, it, you know, and that that is a very, it's a consensual question, yeah, for frankly, because not everybody wants to share their personal life yeah. uh, with their, with the people that they work with on their team. So, um, okay. I love these. I love these sections a meeting with the seven and emailing. So these are my favorite because I feel like these are the things that we do the most, but you, like you said, keeping meetings lighthearted and casual and fun. Yeah. And you like casual conversation and email too. Is that, but how do you feel about that? I mean, or do you like the more in-depth email? You know, I do. And I, I always thought that that was just because you know, even before I moved to Japan, I've always worked remotely for Francis Roy. And I thought that was more of just a way to catch up with people rather than I didn't realize that was part of my personality type. I just thought like, oh, I'm trying to stay um, in the loop with my coworkers. And now once again, like after learning my Enneagram, I'm like, no, that's just, that's just my personality type. I guess I would be like that in an office setting too. Yeah. I love it. I think that's so funny. Like you're just like, I love just fun conversations. Yeah. Just chatting. <laughs> just chatting I like that okay so I love this next I say I love this because I just freaking love this series so much and it, I, so the learning it's so helpful mm -hmm. the crazy like explosion of learning that we've done about each other our teams and not only that all of our listeners and our like our followers on Instagram that have shared and Facebook that have shared like their types too mm -hmm it's nice to get to know them um, a little bit more. Okay. We, we go into like draining an energy and you brought it up, managing your energy. Mm -hmm. What, what drains a seven totally? For me specifically is negativity. I, mm -hmm. I just can't negativity. Um, and I see it written here. We kind of talked about it already being bored, repetitive tasks, it's mundaneness. Like I like exciting, new, positive. I just like more upbeat, happier situations, I guess. I get, you know, it's so funny. I love this quote. Have you seen like real life Enneagram where it's like a quote that your therapist would say to you based on your type? I don't think I've seen that. It's so funny. So for a type seven, a, a therapist quote for you, this is like a little bit, this might be too much. Uh, <laughs> you're resilient like too resilient <laughs> that's the quote like you can bounce back from anything type seven mm -hmm. is it the optimism yeah for sure but it's also which this word or phrase I guess has been a little when I discovered it I was like I don't like that toxic positivity that's like this new thing and I'm oh, like shit. oh what's that it's when it's when you kind of negate people's negative feelings like if people are trying to open up to you and be vulnerable and you're like oh it'll be okay or just kind of and I'm like oh my goodness I do that I'm, I would always try to bring the positive to a situation and it's and people feel like you're not listening to them and listening to their concerns when you respond in that sort of way so that's been something I've been trying to deal with because I just 
I shut down negativity and I'm not trying to be dismissive of how people feel, but it's more like you need to listen and, and respond in a way that I hear you. I empathize with you, not trying to negate it and say, don't worry about it or that sort of thing. So that's been something I've noticed in myself too, since learning that I hate negativity is that sometimes you just need to sit with the feelings, you know, sometimes you need to accept that not everything is rainbows and butterflies and it's not going to be, you know, so that's been a learning curve as well. Holy crap, Kelsey, I feel like you need to educate me here so hard. <laughs> First of all, I feel triggered. Second of all, well, fair enough, because I triggered you with the therapist quote. That's how we got here. But I will say this. I do not understand the difference between optimism and toxic positivity. Where's the line? Yeah. Do you, I don't know. Yeah. Because like what I've learned, I'm like, oh, goodness, I do this all the time. So I really need to be more, I guess, cognizant of, of how I respond to people when they're telling me less than pleasant news. So, oh, I feel like this could be a, so, a totally that. different episode. But, you know, it's so crazy because um, Eight Wing Nines, we're very optimistic as well. Mm -hmm. But it's more like... I would not say that I, I think that there's a foot, there's a difference between somebody that focuses on a problem and somebody that focuses on a solution. And yeah, you know, like where is the line there? Ugh, toxic positivity. I'm writing that shit down. I got to look that up. <laughs> you look it up. I'm sorry. I, I feel so, sometimes I feel so woke and then I'm like, no girl, you sleeping. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> sleeping toxic positivity okay i'm writing that down i think probably everybody listening is writing that down. Sorry to those things <laughs> those things feel like an oxymoron yeah that's how i felt about it but then i'm like okay well i can see if they if i have someone that doesn't have my personality like like a type six or something which my husband is i'm like i can see like they are more negative and they how they express their feelings is a lot different than the way a seven is. And so I'm like, okay, I can see the way my, I might respond to certain things. Like maybe a type six would say it's unhelpful. It's not what they need at that moment, you know? So it's just, mm -hmm. I feel like when I compare it to other personalities, I can see what the toxic positivity might, might do to that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> staying positive doesn't mean that you have to be happy all the time. Right. I got some stuff to learn. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm watching the show. This is so timely. I'm watching the show on Apple TV. Do, do you have Apple TV? No, I need it though. Oh my gosh. It's called coach Laszlo. Okay. I haven't heard of it. No, coach Lasso. I'm sorry. Coach Lasso. Okay. It's amazing. And he is basically this, long story short, he's this American football coach that is going to um, London or whatever to become a soccer coach. He doesn't know anything about soccer, but he's like eternally optimistic. Mm -hmm. And him and his wife are splitting and she's like, your optimism is suffocating me. And I'm like thinking when I'm watching this, I'm like, but he's such a fun, cool, upbeat, awesome guy all the time. Like always mm -hmm. bringing people up. Like, like how could that? that ever? Why wouldn't you want that yeah. all the time? I love that, but not everybody loves that. To your point. yeah, yeah, I can see that. 
Oh my gosh, Kelsey, I got a lot to learn. <laughs> I got a lot to learn. That is the struggle. Oh my gosh. Okay. So feeling energized. Let's go back a little bit because now yes. we need to wash clean all the stuff that we got to learn. But um, you love new work. Mm-hmm. You can, do you feel like you could take on new work every day, something new every day and be like, yes, yes. fresh eyes? Mm-hmm. Ugh. So I need to get better about giving you new opportunities. I know that's something that I need to work on as well as we've worked together. And then also spending time outside of your work, which thankfully mm-hmm. you get to do because you got a little bit more flexibility mm-hmm. and just exploring new opportunities as well. Yep. Uh, t- uh, sevens tend to work well with others who share their optimism and energetic attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and appreciate their creative ideas, which we always do. Yeah. Because you have awesome ideas. <laughs> Sometimes we'll come up with an idea. I'm like, man, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's nice. And I think it shows to the point, which is that you really need all these different types of people to make great teams work. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. We covered a lot, Kelsey. We did. Let's let's get into something fun, okay? Because all I can think about is T-shirts that say toxic positivity. I need help. Okay. So what we like to do is talk about our um, RWLs. And those of you listening do not know this about Kelsey, but she is the one who's on everybody's ass on this team to give her (laughs) their RWLs so she can write the blog. So there could be some like this awesome content that gets pushed out to you. So every time you read that blog, know that that's Kelsey behind that and behind a lot of our blogs actually. But our RWLs are what are you reading? What are you watching? Mm-hmm. What are you listening to? I am so curious. What what are those things for you, Kelsey? So I literally just finished a book on Audible yesterday called The Silent Patient. Have you heard of that, mm-hmm. that one? I have so not. I'm listening to that. I just finished that. And then I downloaded the next book I'm going to read is called The Guest List, which is kind of a thriller. Those are both fiction. Um it's a mystery thriller. And then yesterday I started watching, which I think you'll like this if you haven't started it yet. Get organized with the home edit. Okay, so I tried to start watching that. Yeah. It was a bit influencery in the beginning. Yeah. Does that taper off? I liked it. Okay. I, I, I um I had never heard of them, which I know they have like over a million followers on Instagram, which I had never heard of them before the show, but I really liked it. So okay. I'm watching that as we speak. I'll I'll replay it tonight because I'll be by myself and I'll give it a try. Only Maybe I like their optimism. Ah, uh, you do. <laughs> Maybe it's toxic positivity. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh crap. Okay, and what are you listening to right now? Oh, oh, I'm always listening to podcasts. So let's see. Um, Crime Junkie, which I know everyone on our team loves that. And then one of their other podcasts, Counterclock, which a new season of that one just dropped. What is that? It's called Counterclock. I need to check that out. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, what I love about Type 7s is you're always discovering something new through them. Yeah whether it's like your travel or what your um, more often than not, Kelsey will come across something before the rest of us do. And is like, 
Oh, like the, th- the thing with the home edit or the new podcast yeah. or whatever. Cause you're, it's that constant uh, search for new things. Yeah. You need that. Oh my gosh. You're like a vehicle for new experiences. I don't know that's if that's amazing. a good thing or not. <laughs> I feel like it's a good thing, but then again, I don't know if I'm being toxic positive. Yeah. Oh well, it's also like, um, like never satisfied kind of too. It's like, you're always on mm-hmm. to the next thing or wanting something else or so. Sometimes Do you feel like that's a thing? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Because especially, once again, like traveling in Japan, I'm always wanting to go see something, go do something. And I'll literally be like finishing one place and be like, okay, what are we doing next? What's the next thing we're going to go do? And it's almost like just it's, sevens really have trouble with staying present. It's like just enjoy what you're doing in the moment, which, once again, something I'm working on. <laughs> I was going to say, how are you managing that? That seems like it's a huge feat. Yeah, it's a it's a struggle. <laughs> well, for all the type sevens who are listening, if you have the same struggle that Kelsey has with, uh, you know, staying present, we want to definitely hear that feedback. Mm-hmm. But I feel very selfishly am always so grateful for any special time that I get to spend with Kelsey because it's oh. not enough. So. I love this episode for that reason. So thank you for doing this. What time is it there, Kelsey? It is 7.30 in the morning on Friday. Can't do it, girl. That's too early. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I I love this. And I hope to hear from more Type 7s. Kelsey's ready for your questions. Um, You can reach her, Kelsey, at FrancisRoy.com. And that's K-E-L-S-E-Y. I know like shoot her some new ideas, something new yeah. that you come across. Yeah, you'll love that. <laughs> and then uh, also let us know if you have any questions, if you need to download the workbook and you haven't had that yet, you want to use that as a tool, we're here for that. Uh, what else, Kelsey? Anything? What else we got? Is that good? I think, I think we covered it. Holy crap. Well, <laughs> like, comment, share next week. I am telling y'all, it's me and my brother. I feel like it's going to be a battle royale. <laughs> he he is an eight wing seven. Uh, I am an eight wing nine. We're going to duke it out. <laughs> it's going to be the great eight battle. So make sure you listen. Email us if you have any questions. Hello at FrancisRoy.com. Um, yeah. Next Monday. See you then. Talk to you then. Mm-hmm.